0: Good morning, church. I am here to kind of give the introduction to the sermon. We are going to try and save pastor's voice for the good stuff. So I'm gonna do a little introduction here and then Pastor Don will come and deliver the sermon. Uh, He's had a little trouble with his voice. He's had some coughing going on. So we're just trying to protect him so that he can give uh, the sermon. So the introduction today, it will begin with 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10. We're going to be talking about deliverance. And, you know, most of the time when we think about deliverance, we think about drug abuse or um, cigarettes or whatever, but we're talking about the ultimate deliverance. That's what we're going to talk about today, the ultimate deliverance. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, it says, Who... Delivered us from so great a death. And what was that death? We were dead in our sins and transgressions. We were at some point in time, we were dead. So who, he has delivered us from so great a death. He does deliver us. That is something that's happening in you now. That's called sanctification. And then in whom we trust that he will still. Deliver us and that last deliverance is from the sting of death So there's a great deliverance going on in the heart and life of a believer and we want to let you uh, Understand today exactly what is happening in your life It this is threefold, there's a threefold message here about deliverance first of all it says it has past tense has. To hath delivered us. So that is what is, we call justification. That is when you repent of your sins and you become justified before God. You're forgiven of your sins. You're in right relationship with him. That is the hath delivered us. Once you've repented, you have been delivered from the power of sin. In Jesus' name, amen. Then the next part of that verse talks about doth deliver us. So there's something happening in the present realm. There's something happening after you make that confession of faith. There's something still going on, and that's the doth deliver us or sanctification of the soul, which is a daily process. He's delivering us right now from the power of the soul, the mind, and and those things that control us in the present. And then the third part of that verse says that he will deliver us. That's the future. There will come a day where this old body that's decaying here in this present world will be glorified and we will be completely delivered. And you know what? We all are looking forward to that day. So what does that really mean? And salvation is inclusive. There's more things involved in the process of salvation experience than just your spirit man coming alive and to describe that, I want you just to imagine yourself, just picture yourself, your body, your person, your being. And I just want you to picture a big hole inside of you. And that big hole inside of you is your spirit. And if you've never given your life to Christ, that hole inside of you is very empty. And there's no power inside of you to be a spirit-built being. Because your spirit man has not been born again. So just picture yourself standing here today. Have you been changed? Have you been born again? Has your life changed at some particular time? Listen, if you've had that experience, you will know it. It is a, a special experience to be born again. And when you're born again, what happens? You ask Jesus into your life, he comes in, and at that point in time, the spirit man inside of you becomes alive. So all of a sudden, this person has an alive spirit within inside of us because we've been born again and the spirit man is now alive. Hallelujah. How many of you have been born again and your spirit man is alive? Well, that's what happens with justification or regeneration is a good word to put in there. Regeneration of our spirit. There's been something that happened that was dead and now is alive, it's been regenerated. Because when when God created man in the garden, that was not the case. Because in the original uh, man, he was alive in the spirit. But when he sinned and failed God, then his spirit man was dead. So all of us are born and the spirit man in us is, is not alive. But we all, every single person on the face of the earth has the opportunity to be regenerated and to become alive again. And then the second thing that happens in our salvation experience is called sanctification. And one person uh, describes sanctification this way and said it's being in practice what you are in position. So when you get saved, You give your heart to the Lord. You're alive inside. There's a person alive inside of you. You are now a person with a spirit man that's alive. And when that happens, you have um, a sanctification process start. So that's the part that says, we doth deliver. When he said, we have delivered, we're saved. He doth deliver is that daily process that's going on inside of all of us. We're being sanctified. Now, sanctification being a process, I want to talk to you a little bit about what that means. First of all, you, were, you are a person with spirit, soul, and body. And for the sake of what I'm going to talk about right now, I would want you to imagine the spirit being the heart, the part inside of you that knows God. You're in relationship with him, you know him, you talk to him every day, you read his word, and the spirit man is the part of you that knows God. Then the second thing about this is you have a soul. Now the soul is made up of three parts. It's made up of the mind, the will, and the emotion. And I must tell you that our struggle is in the mind, the will and the emotions. That's where we struggle on a daily basis. You know what? My salvation experience is solid. I've been justified. I've been declared righteous. I am justified. But there's something that goes on in that soulish realm, in the mind and the will and the emotions that is a daily process that we struggle with every day. You know, sometimes I just see old Carol being so selfish and I'm thinking, that is not the Carol that I need to be. I don't need to be selfish or, or thinking about myself all the time. I need to get this under control. I need to think about something else. So our mind, our will, and our emotions is our soulish part, and that's the part that he wants to restore. I have a little something that I say about this, and it goes like this. The greatest help that you can have to, in the process of sanctification is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the reason I say that is because the struggle with the mind, the will, and emotions is real. It's hard. I'm telling you, it's not easy to keep this old self under subjection to the Spirit. Does anybody else in this room find that difficult? Of course you do. But I can tell you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, something happens inside of you. There's a a flow that happens to just kind of flow out of you. And then that third part of the spirit, soul, and body comes into play because when you've got the spirit alive inside of you, he's flowing out of you like a river. Hallelujah. There's a great help. It's a great help in dealing with this sanctification process. There's something that just helps you. You know, one of the great things about the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that convicting power that's in you. Boy, I can say the wrong thing and that conviction will hit me so hard and I'll be on my knees in just a moment repenting of what I just did because the Holy Spirit is a convictor. He convicts me when I've stepped over the line, when I have done the wrong thing, when my mind is not lining up with my spirit, when my will is not lining up with my spirit. There's something happens. The power of the Holy Spirit can just flow over my body that wants to just act out, not do the things I need to do. When something miraculous happens, that is what is happening every day. That's a process. Sanctification is a process. And then the third part, he will ultimately deliver us. You know, one of the things I forgot to mention when I was talking about sanctification, I thought about the psalmist when he said, he restores my soul. The soulish part of you is that part that is being restored every day. You're justified by faith, but that process of sanctification is a daily thing. And of course, ultimately, our bodies will just kind of come in line with our spirit, and our soul will come in line with it. And then our bodies, at some point in time, will be future, in the future, will be glorified. When man failed, this process is the same. If you notice your notes in number three, when man failed, the fall was complete. His spirit died immediately, his soul degenerated progressively, and his body died ultimately. So redemption follows the same plan. We're justified in the spirit immediately, we're declared righteous immediately. We are sanctified in our souls progressively, and God, you know, the Holy Spirit's flowing out of us and it's working on our mind, our will, and our emotions, getting us in line with the spirit man that's inside of us, and then ultimately, we will be glorified in our bodies. Let's talk about what true justification is.
1: She do good? Wow. Give her a good hand, that's okay. So we have justification, we have sanctification, and then we have glorification. And this is so important. Today I want to look briefly, if you will allow me, at justification. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4, verse 5, but to him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly. I mean, that, that don't even add up to me. He, God Almighty, that's holy and pure and righteous, looks at you and I, and justifies the ungodly. His faith is accounted for righteousness. And Then we find that Paul was speaking in chapter 13 of the book of Acts. So let it be clearly known by you, brothers, that through him forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed to you And through him, everyone who believes, who acknowledges Jesus as Lord and Savior and follows him is justified and declared free of guilt from all things. That's powerful. That's amazing to me that God can take us as human beings born in sin, unrighteous and yet we can be declared justified and i like that word declared justify and declared free of guilt from all things from which you could not be justified and free of guilt through the law of Moses. that word justification is a legal term signifying to acquit to declare righteous or to show righteous. Now, I can't be righteous. I need God to declare me righteous because I have accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior and because he has done these things for me. Notice Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. I want to read first of all the Amplified, and then I'm going to read the Holman. Uh, standard Bible therefore Paul says in Romans 5 and 1 since we have been justified aren't you glad you're justified that is acquitted of sin declared blameless before God by faith Paul says let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God the results of justification or one of them, is that we have peace with God. We have a relationship with Him and the joy of reconciliation with Him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Powerful verses. Powerful Word of God. The Bible also says in that same verse, Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ aren't you glad today that we have been declared righteous declared righteous i'm reminded of a gentleman that bought a rolls royce in england and he wanted to travel all over the countryside And so he gets in his Rolls Royce and he begins to travel. All of a sudden it knocks off and uh, no one in the community, no one in the area knows how to work on a Rolls Royce. And so he uh, gets in touch with the Rolls Royce company and they fly a man down where he is and repairs that very expensive car he flies back and he gets in his automobile and he travels and enjoys the view and all the things that's going on he gets back home and he hasn't heard from him so he wrote them a note and he said listen you came or sent someone to fix the car i have not gotten a bill and so they said wait a minute so they came back and said, Listen, we can find no record where a Rolls Royce has ever broke down. We can find no record. Aren't you glad that though Satan accuse you and though people may put you down, that God thumbs. Through the record book and he tells you I can find no record of your sin there's no recording of your sin we have been justified justification is a free and gracious gift of God bestowed on those who receive by faith the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for every man for every woman for every person that has accepted Christ as her personal Savior, Jesus Christ applies the blood, the blood that was shed at Calvary, the blood that's still real today in covering sin. On Saturday, September of 2013, one of the deadliest terrorist attacks in history took place in an upscale mall in Nairobi, Kenya. Four gunmen, part of the Al-Qaeda affiliation, they took the lives of 67 people, and there were 200 injured. It was by all in account a horrible disaster. But one story of the shooting ended up receiving media attention. It was the story of a young mother named Shayna. She and I was at the mall having coffee with a friend when the gunfire started. Having dropped to the floor, she heard a cell phone going off near her, not wanting the gunman to come closer. She reached onto the person next to her to silence the phone. It was at this point that she realized the man next to her was bleeding heavily. When I put my hand under him, that's when I realized that this guy had been shot because he was bleeding, she told NBC News. He was bleeding heavily. There was a lot of blood there. At this point, the woman made a difficult, life-changing decision. She decided to smear the blood of the man on her body in hopes that the terrorist would assume she was dead. And they would pass over her body. Her grisly camouflage probably saved this woman's life. I'd love to know who he was because I think his blood protected me. Saved my life, she said. Aren't you glad that you know who it was that saved your life? And that blood which fell at Calvary was able to be smeared upon us, the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Let me end this by saying the means of justification. There are 335 questions in the book of Job. And one of those questions is this, how then can man be justified? How can evil sinful, corrupt, unholy man, be justified. Let me give you three ways. I just mentioned one. The blood of Christ, Romans 5 and 9, says it this way. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. So we're justified By the blood of Jesus Christ, Romans chapter 3, verse 24 says, Being justified, I love this word, freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. You can't work enough for it. You can't do enough for it. It's simply through the blood of Jesus Christ and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then in Romans chapter 5, verse 1 It says this, and this is the Amplified. I just read it a while ago. Therefore, since we have been justified, that is, acquitted of sin, declared blameless before him. By what? Faith. Faith. Isn't it simple? I mean, this long word, justification, it's so important. The plan of salvation, the way through to eternal life, it's so simple it is through and by the grace of the lord jesus christ aren't you glad for his grace it is through and by the blood don't ever forget about the blood of jesus don't ever be ashamed of the cross some are today they've removed everything about the cross out of the church their hymn books all their writings they removed the But i'm glad for the cross sister carol gave us a challenge while ago if we've never accepted jesus christ if we've never put our faith in him let me ask you something are you still trying to make provision for yourself are you still trying to say hey i want to be good enough i want to be able to be clean and justified Well, then you must go through the grace of God, the blood of Jesus Christ, and you must put your faith in him. As the singers come at this time, let me ask you something. Is there something in your past? Are you dealing with unforgiveness? Did someone really, really mistreat you? And you're having a hard time. You're just really struggling Well, Paul says here in this 10th verse of the first chapter, book of 2 Corinthians, we have been delivered from the past. No matter how ungodly you were, and the devil may try to bring it up, all the things that you did, and people may accuse you. But if you've taken those sins, if you've taken that wrong and laid them at the foot of Calvary, and you've given them over to Jesus. Don't you let the devil hound you about it, worry you about it. That song they sung, oh soul, why, our oh soul, why are you worrying? Why are you so cast down? You say, But Brother Dunn, I need to do something. I need, yes, you need to repent. But that's all. You say, is that all? Is that all? Yes. Because there's a song that says. Jesus paid it all. Aren't you glad for that? Sing it for us. i said as we began the service this morning, there were many needs here and I believe that. Our God is a need provider and supply for a need. But if you're here today, whatever need it might be, it may be a spiritual need. It may be something you're struggling with. Sister Carol talked about that word sanctification. Whatever it might be, maybe there's there's pride or jealousy or unforgiveness. Maybe there's a Something you're dealing with and trying to lay down, but whatever it is, I want you to come as we sing it again. Brother Matt, sing another verse. Sing the chorus as you come. Jesus hated. Let's come and gather around the altar.
2: Lord, now indeed I find.
1: Lord, now indeed
2: I find. Thy power Let's pray. Let's pray Can change the
1: Father, we're so thankful this morning that we have been declared justified. Not one sin, not one thing, not one accusation can Satan hold against us because you have set us free from all the past sins such our hearts here today. Lord, every man, every woman, every young person, every person here today, Lord, as we stand before you, may we, dear God, make sure that we have been justified. Help us to stop trying to be good enough, but allow the Holy Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit that is in us to give us power to give us grace, to give us ability, dear God, to live that life, that lifestyle that the Bible challenges us to live. God, we thank you today. If you're here today with heads, heads bowed all over this place, if there's sin in your life and you need to lay it on the altar, I want you to do that today. You say, Pastor, how do I lay it on the altar? By faith, you just take it. The Bible says, cast all your cares upon him. He cares for you. If you're dealing with sickness, if you're dealing with oppression, if you're dealing with a real bad state of of discouragement, then we want you to lay that here on this altar. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, we're so thankful, dear God, that we have time around this altar to wait for you speak to every heart speak that special peace that comes dear god through and by <laughs> justification we ask it and we pray it in jesus name amen while you're here if you have a special need we have some wonderful prayer warriors and altar workers here today If you have a special need, if there's something in your life that you'd like for someone to come in agreement with, come on, stay with me. You'd like for someone to come in agreement with you, just lift that hand, and we want to join you in prayer. The Bible says, if two shall do what? Shall agree. Amen? That's touching anything that you need. It shall be done. Lift that hand in Jesus' name. Amen? Anyone? You're sick. You want prayer. Well, gotta have needs. If you have needs, Amen. One more time. Sing a verse in the chorus.
2: Jesus, be.
1: just know that God wants to cleanse us and make us white. Amen. He wants to make us spotless. Praise God. Before you go, shake a hand and say hi to a neighbor. And I like like hugging. If you like hugging, maybe it's okay. And if you feel like praying with someone, pray with them. Or if you feel like having someone, pray with you. God bless you. Have fellowship as we go.